everyone knows with your own common sense, listen, exercise, breathe, do something mindful, listen, have love in your life, like sleep well, eat well, get out in the sun, move your body. These are all common sense things. Why the hell are doctors not screaming that from the mountaintops? The fact that they, they still kind of live in this delusion that we need pills and to inject things into our body and not support ourselves first. Listen, there's a place for all that shit, 100%, but not your first defense. This is a completely upside down twilight zone. Sadler now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cat Sadler Now. I am so happy that you landed here and you are going to be overjoyed that you stumbled on the show today because I've got a critically important conversation headed your way, courtesy of my new friend, Darren Oline. Maybe you've heard of Darren. He is the co-host of the Emmy award-winning Netflix docu-series with Zac Efron, Down to Earth. Did you see it? Perhaps you listened to his podcast already. He's the host of the Darren Oline Show. He has been in the food world as a superfood hunter for the past 20 years or so, doing so much research, discovering so much. That led him to his previous book called Super Life, okay? So he has a new book. And again, perhaps you've heard of it. I highly encourage you to go out and read it. This book got me all kinds of excited and fired up, really. Pretty passionate because... It makes you think. It was a real wake-up for me. It's called Fatal Conveniences, the toxic products and harmful habits that are making you sick. Think about the way we go through our days, you guys. Everything from brushing our teeth to the floss we're using to what we're slathering all over our bodies to the food we're eating to what we're drinking to what we're spraying on our counters to the carpets we're laying on. I mean, the list goes on and on. And have you really thought about the effects of these invisible toxins and what they're really doing to your body and what they're really doing to your loved ones. Prepare to be schooled on this. Darren is illuminating so many necessary realities for us. He does in the book. Today we get into it, though, and you won't be disappointed. I mean, I haven't even gotten to the technology piece, right? Like, you won't even catch Darren on his phone up by his ear ever He'd never even put his phone in his pocket unless it's on airplane mode. And that is because of what all of these things are doing when they penetrate our body and how that is changing our our environment on the inside and how threatening that can be to how we feel, how we live, how we grow, our longevity, so on and so on. So I don't know if you're like me and you want to maybe live forever, be around, be healthy, feel our absolute best in our bodies. Well, then I I encourage you to play this 
interview until the very, very end because Darren doesn't hold back. He gets pretty fired up and he is incredibly passionate about this. And it really is an offering for all of you. You know, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I want to shame you into what you're using and if it's healthy or not, or if it's clean or not, or if it's green or not. It's not that. It's just like this information should be powerful for you so that you can make, even if it's baby steps, little shifts every day to get to a place that you can feel good about for you again and your loved ones and your family. So I know that this this book, this man, this exchange had a really big impact on me. So I hope you open your heart and mind to it and uh, get familiar, okay? My new neighbor, Darren Aline here in Malibu came over for a chat and I think you will enjoy. I always like to start out asking people just how are you today? Mm. Here we are in Malibu. It's morning. How how are you at this moment? It's it's yeah, it's gorgeous. I I loved I very rarely have come up this canyon. So I just marveled at the the tentacles of beauty mm-hmm. that's just in our own backyard, my own backyard. I live in a an incredible place, 50 acres surrounded by the national park. I feel so lucky having grabbed that spot and the mornings are just the most peaceful beautiful time you know the starting of my day meditation journaling taking the dogs out for a walk i put on a big heavy weighted vest and just went for a nice stroll oh gosh that sounds magical yeah I was getting ready this morning, and of course, your book, Fatal Conveniences, has (laughs) triggered a lot of, you know, introspection and thought of choice for myself. And I'm probably like a lot of my listeners, you know, this isn't like a health show by any stretch, you know, maybe wellness. And we, you know, we talk a lot about personal development and, you know, really just learning. We're all seekers and students. But I, I, think, you know, I'm a generally pretty healthy person. I take care of myself. I work out. I eat cleanish. you know, all these things where I want to live forever. And then I, of course, got into your book and I was like, oh my gosh, we, I'm, you know, taking a serious inventory. And I was just getting ready this morning and I was like, well, you know, every little thing I did, starting with my flaws to purposely not wearing a fragrance because I knew you were coming and just thinking about the weight of all of these choices. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wow, even down to my my gel nail polish, which I'm now staring at, sure looks pretty, but what right. is that doing to me in the long term? So in your world that you just described, which sounds idyllic, mm. how did your morning contrast? Like, I mean, are you literally void of most chemicals entirely? Like, how have you super proofed your house and your personal care? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a journey, you know, it's 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 an and that's, I think, the thing that we have to understand. There's no perfect, right? Even the clothes I'm wearing took me a while. Like, this is industry of nation. I met these guys. They're three brothers, Argentinian. And they have all plant dyed, all clean sourcing, good for the people that are creating the clothes. No no weird azo dyes, no formaldehydes, no chemical organic cottons these pants were made by my friend jeff garner who's 
doing, have been creating clothes and plant dice clothes for 20 years. Right. I mean, I realize that's a luxury, mm-hmm. but, but because I'm where I am, I want to tell people about these options. The only way we can have greater options is by exposing that. So other people have a choice. The people that can afford it, please buy it. Right. So that that the price eventually comes down in the in the wider net that we really need to cast on these changes needs to happen. Like, listen, you are one of all of us that have been born into systems that we never created, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And some of those alarming things that I discovered in the book was like every virtually you can't say every, but many children today have carcinogenic compounds in the umbilical cord and they're not even born yet, right? EWG, Environmental Working Group, did this study where there's 281 chemicals. And they always believed in the 70s, 80s, like nothing passes the placental border, the Mm -hmm. baby's safe, moms, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. That all is completely thrown out of the the kind of lexicon of conversation now because... Mm -hmm. It's not true. And so we are unfortunately in this chemical soup. So my journey continues to just evolve. And the more I know, the more I try to take action on, the more I also try to give more liberation to other people, supporting other people, if it's in television, if it's a podcast, if it's illuminating something, it's like, what else are we going to do? I, I want to spend the rest of my time, rest of my time here on the planet. One of the things is, is turning the tide of this ridiculous profit way over the health and safety of, of, of us general populist people. Right. And that's ridiculous, you know, and, and I, I hate to use the term 1%, but the 1% the divide is so great mm-hmm. and the monopolies that are just conglomerating all of these companies is is not in our best interest so it is a, it's a journey and yeah. so like can you grow your own food yes can you improve your deodorant yes can you do a diy laundry detergent easy yes i mean th- there is so many things that we have and I love hearing your story because it's almost like you just took the other pill, right? You just, mm-hmm. you're, the matrix moment happens when you have like, now all of a sudden you look at your life, instead of automated, you're going, okay, I've automated this and we all have habits. But if that automation and our habits aren't directed toward the betterment of us, and in fact, potentially undermining us, Mm-hmm. then that's something to definitely take a critical look at because it's affecting you no matter if it's small or large because there's chemically sensitive people that they can't even come into the same room, right? There's electrosensitive people that couldn't even sit in this chair because electromagnetic fields of all of our stuff have, uh, you know, have allowed this stuff to permeate in our environment. So, just because you're not sensitive doesn't mean your biology is not still being affected by it. So yeah. it's 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 systems that have been here well before us, mm-hmm. and they're still maturing, mm-hmm. and they're still dominating. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we need to change it. 
you know? Oh my gosh. And yes, <laughs> I do. And I, it's so commendable. Like you just said, you know, this has become your life's work in many ways mm. and that you believe, I don't know if it's how reversible it is as a whole, you know, these are a lot of systems. This mm. is big stuff we're talking about, but if yeah. everybody can start with these little decisions yeah. each day and intentionality together collectively, we can make yeah. a difference. You just brought up chemical sensitivity. I mean, that's mm. a good place to start because yeah. that was your father's story and yeah. in many ways the impetus for this book. Mm. So tell everybody a little bit about what he was going through and and how that kind of compelled you to tell <laughs> this story, even though I understand it's a very hard book to write. Yeah, You've written a book, you know, five years ago, Super Life, yeah. Super Life. This is your second offering, but it sounded kind of like hell. <laughs> so, and it had to be a little emotional for you too, because, you know, weaving your father's life and ultimately death mm -hmm. into what you are now bringing to the world. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, it started in the 90s when I was deep into, you know, physiology, nutrition study at university. And and it was kind of a random series of, of calls and information sharing and letters my dad would start sending me so i think i have sensitivity to chemicals I'm like okay and then, and then over time he's like hey if you're gonna come home from from school and i was 80 miles away in the in minneapolis and st paul and my hometown was about 80 miles away and so if you're gonna come home you got to wear these unscented products and you got to wash your clothes in these unscented laundry could because i can't be around you and i'm what are you talking about? Like, I've known you all of my life and all yeah. of a sudden you can't, I can't be around. Like, what are you talking about? So he had then shifted. He was a professor at the university of Minnesota. He then shifted his second kind of tenured space at the university of Minnesota. He shifted into a, a counselor role there. And, and so he was seeing people. And so he would then try to educate them because every person came in with their own chemical soup, of whatever they washed in, whatever they, the lotions, the shampoos, the conditioners all had scents, right? It all had manufactured fragrances. Yeah. So my dad's symptoms ranged from lethargy to cognitive kind of confusion. And this is a highly, you know, engaged, educated guy. And so when his mental faculty faculties dropped it it severely affected his life plus he needed to be performing in a job he's been at for a long time and so he he started educating us and then over time and i say us our family and even the people his colleagues and he you know make vhs tapes and highlight oh, articles yeah. and make make you know he's, he's a teacher at really and so he was trying to cast this wide net of this strange invisible situation so he was then he was diagnosed with multiple chemical sensitivity luckily it was recognized for the university of minnesota there was enough data there and probably helped them gather the data to go yeah you have a disability mm. and this was like you know in the early 90s and so come to find out my dad did have a compromise but it didn't it also didn't mean that these things weren't harmful, but his compromise was because of his exposure to, to radiation from the atomic bombs that he worked on in the, in the military and the Navy. And, and then I, I think also his liver was so damaged from early 
days of alcoholism and then he was sober. But then when he would have these things, the, the, the doctors, you know, he had two or three doctors and he was then awarded Ritalin as a way to kind of get some energy and focus because of his brain fog. And that was, I think, a very dangerous mm. thing, not, not for only Ritalin itself, but also my dad using a substance. And so it was the first time he was then get using a substance from his sobriety. And so feeling that Ritalin high, Whoa. he started bouncing the doctors off of each other. And so getting more of it. And then it was, it just opened up that floodgate. You know, they always say the the addict or the, the addict in you is always doing push-ups in the parking lot while if and just waiting for you to slip up right and so that opportunity came in for his addictive behavior and then he picked up alcohol for the first time in 30 years and then that spiral and so it was a it was just it was a lot of stuff coming together he was depressed because he was forced to retire he couldn't be around people he loved people it was the, the this chemical thing was pushing him out of the world out of community and and then that put him in a depression and then he continued down down the road and and ended up dying of alcoholism and so yeah i i really wish of course that didn't happen but i couldn't understand and i you know i had 20 years in the superfood world seeing manufacturing of all kinds of different supplements and wondering why are they putting dangerous compound compounds in these products and I've, I've in and out of hundreds and hundreds of facilities so these worlds just started coming together going wait a minute where's the fda where's the usda where's the fcc where's the epa where's the cdc where's the who what and i've you know in writing this book i over in and out of 15 to 20 researchers and you're staring at research that these organizations know about probable carcinogenic activity endocrine disrupting forever chemicals and yet there was no regulatory enforcement of these things so the, this whole thing you know, started in the 90s with my dad and then alongside in the superfood world and the supplement world and being dedicated to researching and learning about health, this stuff just kept coming into my life. And so I got to the point where, yeah, I can, you, you can try to live the greatest life ever, but if you don't look at the, the invisible elephant in the room that you, you didn't necessarily choose. Yeah. If you are living in a house, if you're washing your hair, if you're putting on a deodorant, if you're flossing your teeth, if you're putting on a t-shirt, you don't expect that to be harmful to you. And I'm not saying these things are acutely a, a, a bullet in a gun, but it's the overall body burden. When you look at the overall trajectory of, the, of this world that we're in, it's so alarming to me mm -hmm. that we have because everyone's in their own silo and they say, no, there's no data to support that that's dangerous. And yet you haven't, many companies don't need to do tests on their own product because then there's plausible, there, then there's 
then there's uh, accountability and and they wouldn't be able to use plausible deniability so it's this game and morally and ethically it is completely bullshit right it's just it's 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 utterly ridiculous and i'm 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 sick of it i'm i'm i i watch my dad suffer and die and i see other people and it's like we just run around and i say we the the reason to write the book is i i get it that like you don't want to know this stuff on some level but the the reality is just like you you care about your health you care about your longevity you care about your life you care about what kind of life you want and i think the greatest thing of empowerment of all is is listen having a body and having a life is 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 not for the faint at heart right it, it, we're going to get hit we're going to have death we're going to have pain we're going to have sadness and fear and anger and resentments and Jesus, this is just a crazy life, right? But I think one of the strongest things that we can do, both mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, is face things head on. Yes. We have to look. We have to have discussions. We have to have them honestly, even in the face of our anger and resentments and, and defensiveness and all of that stuff. And we all fail. We all fuck up. We all it's hard but if we don't face even uh, you know a relationship conversation that sucks and it's hard but we have to honestly and vulnerably share our truth if we don't do that then we don't have a very deep relationship and it's kind of surface and eventually it's just going to fall apart right. same thing with life you know, we have biohacking movements, we have all this stuff, and people are optimizing their hormones. And guys I know 20 years younger than me are doing testosterone replacement therapy and all this shit. And, and, and you look at, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, why would you not look at your life first and, and optimize the basic tenets of life? And I think that this is a basic tenet of life that we're overlooking. We have to stay away from the best that we can from these harmful, invisible chemicals and, and electromagnetic fields and toxic products because, unfortunately, those regulatory bodies haven't done their job from my perspective. And so we just go back to, okay, how do we, how do we own this? How do we do something about it? We have to turn and look at it, just like you, like yeah. your morning looking at the book i get that it's not easy but like once you know you read the book you're like yeah. Yeah. shit yeah. okay now i gotta critically look at this yeah. and then you choose from there yeah and then you go okay yeah can i make a better choice yeah. and and adding little things up over time is the power because that then creates more and more agency and the more we, I, I believe this, this thing of integration, when we get to integrate, you know, when we get to take me a long time to meditate every day, to journal every day, to, to eat an amazing bowl of fruit, to exercise every day, to, to learning discipline and, and how to create something or show up, you know, it's, it's all of these things you're doing through trial and error anyway. And so that's that's the that's the gold here 
is to see this stuff, face it, face and then it. you can make a different change, a different choice. It's October, it's the beginning of a new month and another wonderful opportunity to set your health goals up, y'all. I have discovered you can beam vegan protein powder and I am obsessed. You know, if you think of vegan protein, it can get a bad rap, right? Like it doesn't taste good or it's gritty or gross or, you know, you don't want to put it into your smoothie or into any of your foods. You Can Beam will not disappoint. They have so many delicious flavors ranging from blueberry muffin to natural vanilla to even birthday cake. My personal favorite is peanut butter smoothie. Okay, so I put the peanut butter smoothie You Can Beam into my daily smoothie. And firstly, it tastes amazing. I add a little almond milk. Sometimes I put a little spinach in there, some frozen fruit. You can put as little or as much as you want to into your smoothie like me. And I have to say, it tastes great, peanut butter. I'm a sucker for peanut butter. But it also gives me a little energy, a little boost, and sets my whole day on a great path so I don't have those crashes or I'm not getting hungry before maybe I should. I'm such a fan of this company as well because they do everything in-house, the entire process from sourcing and importing all these raw ingredients to all of their in-house flavors and the formula creation team they have in place, all the way down to the manufacturing and production. They do it all. So they've got these premium ingredients and superior products at competitive prices. You guys are going to love it. As a special treat for my Cat Sadler Now listeners, head to youcanbeam.com and use promo code CAT to get an exclusive 10% discount site-wide. Again, You Can Beam has everything from vegan protein powders to super greens, from a probiotic to pre-workouts, and even cute gym and lifestyle merch. What's not to love? Youcanbeam.com. Use promo code CAT to get an exclusive 10% off. It sounds simple, like let's just face it, because I do think so many people either A, have their head in the sand, they don't want to see it, and they don't want to face it, and we want to just live in this like very convenient denial of what's Mm -hmm. actually happening. Or then the flip side is, you know, it can also be very overwhelming, and you know, like so many people want to just do this big sweep, because I even said something to my boyfriend, Greg, I was like, (gasps) you know, look at this, you know, lotion and look at the, you know, we're like, you know, I'm pulling open the vanity and he's like, well, we're going to have to do a really whole overhaul then it, you know, it can sound daunting. Like if you're going through your cabinets and it's like one by one by one, he's like, well, and it's, so it's like, well, let's just wait till we do a whole 180 on this and which, you know, if you wait, it'll never happen. So it does start in those little bitty choices But then to just even hear you say all of that, to unpack all of that, it's a lot what's going on for people who just want to feel good in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Just at the end of the day, that's what everybody just wants to feel good, be healthy, prevent disease, not die of like all these random things that are suddenly coming up in our world that didn't exist 20 years ago or whatever. But it is a lot. And then you add social media and everything we're being bombarded with and who's really a guru and who's a health wellness expert and who actually knows what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. 
I think people just get so disillusioned by everything. It's like, where do we begin? So for the purposes of this conversation, some of the words in the book, just to like really break it down, like PFOS kept coming up, you know, and I'm thinking, I didn't know what a PFOS was until, and I thought I was slightly educated on this stuff, but like, what is a PFOS? It seems to be everywhere. Mm. And, and also how I, I love what you just said about this. And you've spoken on this a lot, the cumulative body burden. That's the other thing is I think unless yeah. people think they're hit by a car, yeah. they'll be fine. Right. But it's this very insidious thing, like creeping around all of us at all times. So yeah. is PFOS one of those things? Yeah, that, that that is one. And that's a pretty alarming one in the sense that it's it's classified as a forever chemical. And they don't flippantly use forever chemical. And there's there's examples of that in our in our life that we realized we shouldn't be using something and we banned it. And it's still, and I'll give some examples of that in a second. But PFOS is this fluorine gas that they've they figured out how to bind it to material. And the first kind of derivative of that was you know, nonstick pan, right? So it's heat resistant. So no matter what temperature you crank it, it's not going to lose itself, right? So it creates, and then it's slippery. So it's nonstick, perfect. I remember back in the day, like put the egg on that and you don't have even use any oil of any kind. It just slips right off. And oh my God, what a convenience. Incredible, right? So you can easily just completely go, that is crazy. And you assume somewhere in there that someone is going to test whatever new experiment that is, that that is tested so that when I do make my egg for my family or whatever it is, that my pancakes, that that fluorine chemical, that pre or pro-fluorinated alkali substance, PFOS or PFOAs or PFOS is, it's a lot of, there's 9,000 different forms of PFOS, which is just conveniently blasted in our environment, virtually untested. Mm. But then we finally outlawed, right? We outlawed the Teflon pan. So just FYI, anyone has a Teflon pan now, I would strongly urge you to throw it away. Don't cook on it anymore because that fluorine gas and that the that derivative is is a very likely the WHO CDC carcinogen right mm. this is their words not mine and and it's an endocrine disruptor too and you'll see and you saw many times in my book PFAS many different chemical forms of endocrine disrupting. I think it's even important to even stop you there because I think the average person, if they're not investing in like really a healthy lifestyle, endocrine disruptor, what is that? Yeah. So this is, this is, these are a class of chemicals that mimic, bind, thwart, change your receptor sites of estrogen or even testosterone. So your body, in a lot of ways, in some ways, some some the plasticizers and the phthalates, the thing that makes your plastic, you know, flexible, those are also phthalates, and also that can show up in plastics and other things with food packaging containers. So you have phthalates and petroleum and PFOS all in one. They're all 
they're all endocrine disruptors. So those things can bind to your body. So that can throw your body's estrogen off. And you see this now children are moving into menstruation infinitely earlier. Mm-hmm. Menopause is more dangerous for women now. And then you have ovarian cysts, ovarian cancer, high rates of endometriosis. And then for men, the motility of sperm is is going to be non-existent, they think, in the next couple decades. So imagine, it, you know, it's like a, it's a really bad science experiment where all of a sudden there'll be like one man out of a million that have sperm that work. But that's where we're sprinting towards. There's a great book called Countdown by, by Shan, Dr. Shanna Sharma that gets into all of this and a whole lot more. And so from shampoos and conditioners and deodorants and colognes and perfumes and makeup and, and the clothes that you have on, PFAS, petroleum, phthalates, all of these. So these are, so your body can metabolize some of these things. It can metabolize some of these endocrine disruptors, but the problem is we're just constantly being exposed to them all the time. So this endocrine disrupting disruption never kind of regulates itself and it's always thrown off. So that's where this cumulative body burden really starts to be the massive elephant in the room because all these companies hide behind, it's just this much. It's not that much. Mm-hmm. But even the work of Dr. Leo Trasande, who's a pediatrician, is, is wrote a great book on endocrine disrupting. He says, no, it's not about massive doses. You have to understand the micro dosing of our body's endocrine system. You've got ovaries, testes, hell, you've got hormones coming off the heart, right? You, you've got hormone regulation, thiamus, pituitary, thyroid, all of these things are microly changing your system in every second of every day, right? And so now all of a sudden you're receiving chemicals that are binding, mimicking, and changing your endocrine system. This again, this isn't me making this shit up. Yeah. This is massively in the research, which is why, like, why is there researchers, doctors, myself screaming at these companies? Companies, Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, uh, Environmental Working Group. You've got organizations that pop up trying to regulate this stuff because there's a lack of regulation of these things. So this is where it gets challenging. So, And the why of that is a whole other conversation. I mean, mean, you can just make up shit. You don't, you, 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 the only thing I can kind of broadly conclude is that there is a, a, a hijack of the normal person's safety over some sort of profit-centered, you know, profit margin control thing that it's like, it's, it's a death by a thousand cuts. And it's also, it's also we've, we've become apathetic in our systems, mm-hmm. our government systems, our regulatory systems. That's why part of the book behind it, it's like, I just want to, 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 to lightly shake people awake to like this, this stuff is not safe, man. 
And so don't buy it. Mm -hmm. And that's the main thing too. There's so many great solutions and we'll get back to PFAS and stuff to realize that that's hanging out Mm -hmm. there. But there's a last quarter, third of this book is all solutions. Like there's some common sense. Like that's the thing. I just want people to wake up to a common sense kind of protocol in their life and, and don't spend your hard earned money on a deodorant that has aluminum salts that are connected to breast cancer. Like, don't do that. Like, don't buy sunscreen that has known carcinogens, oxybenzenes, and also (laughs) destroys your vitamin D production, which is like one of the drivers of your own innate immune system. Like, like we we can't give our power away because there is not a angel regulatory body that has the care that your own mother would have doesn't exist so that's the point we have to take that choice back we have to like have that matrix moment going okay that is dangerous i probably shouldn't use that Mm -hmm. here's an easy solution yeah when you know better do better when you know better, do better. It's funny you bring up a deodorant because I did a secret deodorant commercial once <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and it was for an initiative about equal pay. And I thought I'm doing this great thing and there's a wonderful yeah. initiative and I'm waking people up about pay disparity in the workforce. And then, but I just, I wasn't as dialed with health stuff. Right. And I right. just now looking back, I'm like, oh, right. at least if you do know, Mm-hmm. make better choices. Yeah. And I love what you said. You're like lightly shaking people to wake up yeah. because we have to be real careful. Everybody's so fragile today. You don't want to shame them into doing anything. Right. And if, if it comes at people like that, then they'll just turn off. Yeah, just turn off. And that, I mean, that's a, such a great example of what, and that's part of the playbook. I mean, obviously your situation is a little different. You're going to be ambassador for this thing. And they sold you on the real reason. And it's a great reason right? Yeah. Equal pay, equal support, like all that stuff. Great. But then you didn't realize you were supporting, how would you know, right? That there's some toxic shit in the very thing that you're trying to go. So, so it's okay on the one hand, and that's, it's not greenwashing technically, but that's kind of what greenwashing is in a sense when they're saying, Hey man, this is a great product and we're giving 1% to the planet, but then there's PFAS and triclosan or whatever weird chemical is in the very thing. Like, okay, but that doesn't make sense. You're trying to help the environment, but the very fabric of this thing is hurting the environment of a person and the manufacturing. That was the thing that was so alarming and also so enlightening was if you go against nature you have a you have a you have a laundry list of side effects right when you go with nature she will always provide you guys know how much i love my animals and i'll always be an advocate of pets i've had my dogs, of course. I've had many cats over the years. And everybody knows when your cat is healthy, you are happy. And that makes everybody happy. But we're not all mind readers, which means we don't always know if our cat is unwell. If you want to keep tabs on your cat's health, use 
Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, first of all. That means no more cat bathroom smell. That means fewer trips to the garbage can, less scooping because Pretty Litter's super light crystal base minimizes mess and dust and the crystals last up to a month. I mean, that's one of the reasons I used Pretty Litter when I had my cats. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help you monitor early signs of potential illness in your cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty remarkable. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on your cat's health and keeps odors down. It's a win-win. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter. Go to prettylitter.com slash cat and use code cat to save 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash cat, code cat to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash cat, code cat, C-A-T-T. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The creation of said product, let's use deodorant. The, the manufacturing process is so toxic for workers that they're at risk for can- cancer and endocrine disrupting. And then they have to dispose of waste. And that's toxic. So how is it that a product that is toxic to create, mm. toxic to put on a body, is is viable to sell and we're all listen we don't know it but i'm just saying for effect here we're all running around going yeah that's fine right it's not fine where is our morals where is our ethics where is our care where are these companies why don't they do the right thing because they're freaking lazy right they're lazy and it takes a little effort that's why when i find good companies man, I'm locked in. They're doing the right thing because they busted their ass to do it because they're going against the yeah, grain. And it's not easy. It's actually much harder. It's not easy Yeah, because they're also paving the way right. for a potential. Mm-hmm. So, so when, you, when you get to do that, then you see the other side of it, like giving this example of this shirt. It's all natural dyed. Comes from this family-owned manufacturing facility in in India where they love to naturally do what they've been doing without the chemicals it's not hurting their workers they love it so much that they invested in the very retail company not just throwing it away and just being a a manufacturer and getting their profits no they they said hey we're going to do it differently you're going to manufacture or, or sell these things it's going to benefit the people it's going to benefit our workers. It's going to benefit us. And no one is going to get hurt in the process. That's what you want to do. And so it's a win-win-win. You're listening to nature by using the natural dyes. You're, you're, you're not supporting the, one of the largest crops on the planet, which is conventional cotton sprayed with more chemicals. I think it's 43% of all of the pesticides and herbicides that is sprayed on this planet comes from unconventional cotton that makes up a conventional t-shirt and blue jeans and all of this shit. And then it's another 8,000 chemicals of bleaching and dyeing and formaldehydes and stripping and ble- And so again, 
all of this stuff. It's crazy when you really start to unpack that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy when you see this stuff. So going back to PFAS. PFAS, then because we pushed the pan out, we then started using the, the, the convenience of that. So that convenience of that now shows up in makeup. When you start seeing things like, oh, it doesn't wipe off and it's on your lips all day. Or your blush doesn't wipe off. And if you sweat, it doesn't, you don't, or you cry, you don't, you know, it, it doesn't go, you, okay, but how did it do that? Right. So that's where these things, they slip in there. Why you don't, why you didn't know of PFAS? Because it's not on any label, <laughs> ever. Wow. Ever. Wow. It's not disclosed mm. from, from fire retardants to carpets to mattresses to so when you start seeing things like water resistant stain resistant wrinkle resistant those are all indicators of a chemical and usually a pfos right and then we have baby bibs easy to wipe off you know like all these things and now going back to the environmental side we decided to use a forever chemical what does that mean Forever, it persists in the environment and it persists in us, right? So now we have biologically persisting chemicals where it doesn't metabolize or metabolizes very slowly. So now it's in your body. Even if it's a rug, like you said, even if it's a bit, so it's not even like we're ingesting it, but the fact that we are in proximity to these chemicals, it is penetrating us yes it's, we're sleeping on it we're yeah. sitting on it our pets are on it our children are crawling on it like it's 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 you know if you had a colored world of the chemicals that would be so alarming mm-hmm. you know it's like smoke they did smoking and the tobacco industry did such a, a, a an amazing job at bullshitting us for 40 years yeah the thing about that is you could smell it and see it yeah. for the most part, right? And even still, right. for 40 years, they just said, ah, it's fine. It's good for you. Pregnant women. and doctors Glamorous. Are like, Looks good. Photoshoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's sophisticated. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So now we have this invisible thing. So people are even listening going, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's invisible. Yeah. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. It's not on the back of the packaging. You're trying to be a conscious consumer. And you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's in my makeup. Mm-hmm. It's in my t-shirt. It's in my, you know, skinny jeans. It's in my potentially underwear. It doesn't wrinkle. And along with other phthalates and nylon and elastic. And the, the measurable harm is what? Well, the measurable harm is you can't necessarily say that your underwear is killing you. It's, it's the adding up of all of this stuff. All of this stuff needs testing, infinitely so. But the problem is they don't, they don't test it. But the, the, the measurable harm is the constant, again, exposure. So we know that what goes on the skin goes in the body, right? Now there's the tests that are starting to show up around the yoga pants and stuff like that mm. because of course that is all of the 
companies and i think a few natural ones are starting to pop up now but they're all it's completely a synthetic thing and then of course when you are working out your pores open up and the heat rises and then you suck in more of that potential harm i don't mean to be alarming in this stuff they even showed the underwear from nylon elastane polyurethane increasing yeast infections increasing vaginitis like like it creates an environment yeah. where it creates barriers you can't breathe your your body can't breathe well and so you know you look at the body you look at micro barriers you look at every part of your body has its own microsystem right you have different microsystems in your mouth you have different microsystems in your eyes your ears and so when you start, especially around private parts, when you start changing that environment, there's also the reason why men's testes are outside of their body to regulate temperature. Mm. If they get too hot and they can't breathe, mm -hmm. motility goes down. Mm. So if you're wrapping it in polyurethane and, and synthetic fibers, from just that perspective, not even talking about what's penetrating into the skin, but just from that breathability perspective mm. and temperature regulation, mm. we absolutely know the studies show that with higher temperature, your, your sperm count plummets. And then you've got guys wondering why, you know, they have erectile dysfunction or they can't, they don't have any sperm that work and they have no energy and wow. women too. Wow. Right. So it's, it's, the, the most important thing is that we can obviously make a lot of these changes and wear natural fibers in this case when it comes to clothing. And the, the, the general principle of, is if it's harmful to the environment by its own creation, it's then harmful mm. to your microenvironment. Mm. Your microenvironment. See, people... Just, it's such an invitation to just start to at least consider that and what yeah. that looks like. And we take so much for granted. It's so easy. You know, we don't have to think to breathe. Yeah. You know, water has been our life source. It's yeah. it's like foremost, at least in the Western world. Like it's just, we take it for granted. It comes out of a faucet. Don't give it another thought. Mm -hmm. I think some people are at least considering, you know, we know plastic's bad for the planet, but drinking the water in the plastic or people are starting to think what that does to them long-term. Yeah. I want to get into water, but before I do, you you talked about female health and hormones because a lot of women that listen to this show, we talk a lot about perimenopause and menopause and this season of life. And on the one hand, there's so many wonderful things about being a middle-aged woman and mm. becoming wiser and not making your own choices and being in power. There's so many great things to celebrate, but- totally. Menopause and perimenopause have always gotten a bad rap. You know, nobody wanted to talk about it. It's just a dirty word. It's something we have to suffer through. So it was never particularly attractive for yeah. anybody. Yeah. But now you do hear so much about female health and how, whether it's, you know, women can't get pregnant anymore. Why is that? Like, I'm always like scratching my head. Like, you know, it didn't seem that way 20 years ago. Why is everyone going to a doctor to be pregnant? But I think women who are clearly concerned about their bodies. And that crazy statistic you mentioned earlier, which I'm glad you did about the umbilical cord and what we're even, you know, they say eat healthy when you're pregnant. It's actually, no, it's like you'd want to never leave the house and live under a tree while you're pregnant. Yeah. 
because of what we can pass on to our children. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing happening in that hormonal world? And what do you account for all of this actually quite depressing statistics that we're seeing people suffer through? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, there's not one target here. There's, there's many, I mean, you, if you, if you even spend time in the ultra processed food and the conventional food mm. side, that was a whole chapter, obviously, oh, in, the, God, in the book, yes. right? So, oh. so, so you have this, this overuse of, of course, the pesticides, herbicides that the, the animals are now feeding on corn soy all these things that they shouldn't even be eating but they're forced to eat but then the animals themselves with growth hormone and an overuse of antibiotics so that comes into if you're ingesting any of those things from that animal or any part of that animal in most of the subsidized world here in the united states most of that is conventional meat or dairy so all of the estrogens all of the hormones the growth hormones the the pesticides herbicides all of that is coming in through into you and the antibiotic resistance as well so now you're 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 moving into a compromised state because of that overuse and so that is putting on its own burden Mm -hmm. on the body and then you have this this personal care beauty and so you, so on the one hand, not whole food, hyper palatable, low nutrient, dense food. So we're, we're running around without the nutrients. So we're already compromised. And then we're have this toxic burden on top of it. The alarm bells are so loud because we're, we're seeing that that's why you know, it's, it's, it's even overwhelming for me because the alarm bells of pre-menopause, menopause, the menstruation early for, for children, the endometriosis, the infertility of both men and women, the very fabric of us moving forward as a society is completely cut, cut off at its knees. And so that, that's, where, that's where it gets really dangerous but i think for women if you can take agency over as simple and as powerful as this is whole food make your own food Mm. for you and your family right please buy organic if you can get farmer's market so you want to lessen i think of things like this when you open your mouth it is probably one of the most toxic ways to ingest, right? It's the most vulnerable. So control what you're ingesting. Cook your food. You know, even know a great work of the Blue Zones and Dan Butner shows that, hey, you lose weight, you feel better, and it's a greater sense of community and home life if you make your own food and eat it, right? And it's cheaper. So there's, there's way too much benefit. It's just a matter of time. So we've all become hijacked with not enough time. I'm so busy. I catch myself saying that shit all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Say that shit all the time. Well, yes. Yeah. And it's like, I have to but force. Yeah. Crazy. I, I have to force myself to not do something on a Sunday. Like, I mean, like 
work yeah. right and i it's like oh my god I, I like what are we doing right that's its own fatal convenience right you also just said make your own food well even that is daunting in that where'd you get your food right you know i i, I go back i'm from indiana born and raised and my my father i've, I've talked about this on the show died of lung cancer mm. And in his last year of life, I thought, well, I'm just going to, you know, go home and do whatever I can to just take care of him or cook a meal or do these things. And I had to like drive an hour, like, by the way, farmlands all around me, but still had to like drive an hour to get to Whole Foods to try to get him anything that I felt was going to nourish him, you know? And I was like, this is, what is going on? And if I didn't go to Whole Foods, then the produce section was this big and everything was from Mexico. And again, we got farmland right over here, but it wasn't even what was being grown, wasn't even what I could purchase. It was just such, it was so frustrating to me because what people are even eating can't be trusted, even when you think it's, to your point, organic or this word natural, which I hate, which is like such a scam, you guys. Like, so- well, that that model needs to be completely flipped. Yeah, I, I'm I'm from Minnesota farmland too, and you see it, and like we're mostly creating subsidized food for high fructose corn syrup or food for cattle, and it's just the most unsustainable path. We can subsidize. Why don't we subsidize food? Why don't we subsidize seed for people to grow food? Why don't we? decentralize all of the industrial farming. And this is a massive, massive thing. I mean, we built our country on most of us being farmers. And then as soon as the Homestead Act by Abraham Lincoln was created, the corporations realized that there there was just a slight tangent, that the corporations, they were supposed to support homesteading. That's what the whole point was. But then the corporations had had a loophole pretending to be a homesteader and then gobbled up most of the land and then within a few decades we we lost out on producing our own food and now two percent of the farmers are growing all the food for us here in america and it's all subsidized shit food right so again it's low nutrient rich food so you're surrounded by beautiful midwestern farmland and and yet you're driving to whole foods an hour it's insane and we have i think it's six to nine thousand food deserts in cities around the united states so that means that there is not even access in a in a thriving quote-unquote city you don't have access to real food you don't have access to whole food you don't have i'm not even saying whole foods i'm saying whole food i'm saying kids don't even know what food is so You know, listen, without getting conspiratorial, this is it's it's a ridiculous model. If we were trying to hurt ourselves, just keep doing what we're doing. Mayo Clinic put this research. I I often because it's so alarming. I reference it a lot. A Mayo Clinic did light exercise, diet and lifestyle and deemed that only 2.7 percent of Americans were were actually healthy. 2.7, 2.7, not 27, not whatever, like we're 93% unhealthy. Yeah. So we've constructed this world where, yeah. of course, now we're l- relying on pharmaceutical drugs and pills and everything else. We're lazy. We don't have energy. And then this cycle continues. And so that opens up this Pandora's box of like, well, what is this driver? What is driving this insane model? 
And you're like going, I don't see anything other than a profit-centered side. So what I want to get back to is you can grow something, even if it's a potted plant of herbs. Mm. If you have a little bit of land, freaking grow something. Do something. Support neighborhoods in L.A., everyone's growing something and then they have an abundance if you grow a tomato we all know tomatoes explode you have so many tomatoes that's what following nature does so if we can grow is a great organization by jim gale a fellow minnesotan food forest abundance where you can get a plan for your particular land no matter how big or small they'll create a plan a permaculture plan and then you can either follow their plan and and grow it mm. with permaculture mes- methods and you will see true wealth you will f- see the seeds of your labor give you true abundance so going back to do your best to eat well do your best to eat whole food do your best to clean the water so let's touch on water yeah. a second right so yeah. unfortunately there's pfos in half of the americans water there's fluoride which is an absolute toxin coming off of a derivative of the pesticide and herbicide manufacturing. And then they're throwing that fluoride, which is a hazardous compound in your drinking water. Again, that is a radical story that I didn't put in the book, but there's so many, the the history behind the start of fluorinization in the water is so wild and weird. The fact that we are still throwing a compound, a waste, compound in our water without our choice is utterly ridiculous so that said filter your damn water right easy distillation for a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks reverse osmosis add some electrolytes back in because the salts we are salt water beings as allows for great cellular hydration so an easy reverse osmosis countertop under the faucet and and now get a glass jar or excuse me a glass drinking bottle and now you've eliminated plastic and plasticizers and endocrine disruptors from the your from your container and you've also eliminated you know pesticides herbicides phthalates petroleums pfos from your damn tap water so those are some very very easy powerful things to eliminate that toxic exposure um, just to add to water, because yeah. that that statistic you gave earlier, which is crazy, that two point seven percent of humans walking around, or at least maybe in the, the U.S. States, in the U.S. Yeah. are even healthy. That doesn't surprise me. I've always I've been saying without anything to really back it up, but I feel like people are walking around sick. I feel like we're all just walking around sick. It's like yeah. that invisible thing you can't see it, but yeah. it does feel that it. way to me. Yeah. You go home to Indiana. What what's going on there? Well, you, you know. know it hurts my heart. Yeah. Like it feels so big. It feels like it's hard to solve. And, yeah. but yeah, I look around and I'm just, I actually said that I was in a Walmart with my two sons who are teenagers or now in their twenties. And I was like, I walked out of the Walmart and I am, I'm from Indiana. I, I am not, I'm not judging. I'm not now a California girl who goes home and is like better than anybody. But I, I get sad because it's like, why, why is everyone look ill to me? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be critical, but I'm like, they not only overweight, but just unwell, just yeah. looking like from the skin to the eyes, to the vitality, oh, yeah. to yeah. just everything. And, and my boys were like, 
mom, leave ever, you know, leave it alone. Like everybody gets to make their own choices. You know, and, you know, it was like a thing. I'm like, I know it's not that. I just, I can't help but not feel that energetically, like right. and where that starts and where right. that ends up. And that. this is the thing. The, the old paradigm was, because I agree with you, the old paradigm is, hey, it's your fault for, it's their fault, right? It's their fault for, for not eating right. Yes and no. Right. Right? Because again, they were born into the system. Your dad, there's not a Whole Foods for an hour away. And, and there's, there's no access to, again, that's the problem of the system. Yeah. Why on this beautiful earth and this beautiful country would we not subsidize and provide the best water, food possible? Why would we allow on our watch for us to have virtual poisoning of our children, of our families, and not have access, be surrounded by agriculture that was once an incredible fertile soil, but is now a toxic land full of unsustainable crops like that, that are no longer food. Why would we do that? This is insane. This is a model that keeps us on the dependence of the healthcare industrial complex because they left healthcare a long time ago. There's no health at all in our system. So that's a whole nother discussion. So our system, again, critically look at this. If you have a healthcare provider that is not, not saying, hey, eat better, help you find whole foods, get out in the sun with your vitamin D, exercise, if they say anything to the fact of that doesn't do anything and it's just your genetics, and there's a lot of doctors running around that's still saying that shit, and if someone's diagnosed with cancer or God forbid anything else and saying nothing about their lifestyle, then fire that doctor. Keep firing the doctor and find a new one because that is utterly ridiculous. Everyone knows with your own common sense, listen, exercise, breathe, do something mindful, listen, have love in your life, like sleep well, eat well, get out in the sun, move your body. These are all common sense things. Why the hell are doctors not screaming that from the mountaintops? The fact that they, they still kind of live in this delusion that we need pills and to inject things into our body and not support ourselves first. Listen, there's a place for all that shit, 100%, but not your first defense. It's a completely upside down twilight zone. Like crazy to me. <laughs> Let's do the opposite. If those people are saying that, do the opposite. Mm. Listen to your freaking self. Mm. Don't give your power away. And that's, again, let me just be clear. The undertone and the reason ultimately why I wrote such a hard book, two and a half years, God damn it was hard, right? It hurt my brain like I was mm. studying for finals again. 
Every weekend for oh two years, but maybe God. a couple, right? All but a couple. Oh, my God. I was just out of my mind because I couldn't, you know, I, I, I it, it just takes a whole nother part. Anyone who wrote mm. a book, anyone who writes a book and uses a lot of science and research and all that stuff, it, it's just like, I remember my girlfriend at the time, I remember, could you just pull my fingernail out? That would be more, <laughs> more pleasant than... <laughs> And trying to give birth to this book because each chapter can 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 be its own movie. Right, 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 right. right. So, so the the real desire for this book, and even for my other one, is I don't want people to suffer, and then that becomes their purpose in their life. How many people do you know that is sick mm-hmm. and not feeling well? And that then is their unchosen purpose because they cannot focus on anything else and they cannot live their dreams. They can't even come close. Ultimately, full circle, why I wrote Super Life is because ultimately I was like, well, at the core of all of this and even Fatal Conveniences, at the core of all of it, from my soul to anyone else listening, I just want you to have a great life. And you can choose to have it or not. You can choose to, to, to listen to this conversation and adopt something you learn. You can listen to, you can choose to buy the book or not buy the book. You can choose to change your dental floss or deodorant or not. It's not in my business. But if something inside you, in your heart and in your own awareness, knows what I'm saying resonates, then it's on you to follow what you know to be true. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I want to wake this stuff up. I want to expose a little bit about the shamalama freaking ding dong that's going on with these agencies so that people can go, oh, I'm not saying don't wear deodorant. I'm not saying throw away your cell phone. I'm not saying, you know, live in a teepee. I'm saying, let's do better because on the side that I don't talk about much, I'm as much as possible working with people on bigger scales. I am working currently with a company who have cracked the code on PFAS and using plants, algae-based compounds to act as powerfully as what PFAS is on packaging. And they are doing it. And they will be doing it and it will, you won't even know, but you will benefit as a result of it because it's no longer going to chemicalize you. Mm. So I am working on bigger areas of change. I want, you know, legislatively. Well, that was my next question. I'm watching you get passionate over there and you're getting fired up. And can you see yourself on Capitol Hill? Are you taking your message to Washington? And or have you ever felt silenced talking about this or felt like maybe the book gets out there and and there is a certain contingency that would like to keep you quiet? Yeah, I mean, I chose not to really, I saw a lot of companies called out in the research and I chose not to, people want to read the research, they can see that some of these things, these companies have been called out in lawsuits and stuff. I chose just kind of stay away from that. I'm not afraid of a fight, but I choose my battles. My battle is between us right now. And my battle is between, not my battle, my, my olive branch is to you and I. 
and your listeners listening. It's to the nearly 8 billion people in the world. Not that 8 billion is necessarily listening right now. <laughs> We're at about 7 billion seven. on this show. So that you're doing, down you're doing the great. episode week. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the point is like everyone knows a lot of people. And if they take one thing from the podcast and then they share it with their family or the moms can take agency over the household and make some changes. I've had that happen so many times. It's mm. so awesome mm-hmm. because the guys, mm-hmm. guys, I love you, but we are so goddamn stubborn, mm-hmm. right? The moms change everything, right? They are the ones, the goddesses, the females, the strong ones that care because every mom doesn't want to create harm in their family if they know right they don't want to so so that's where those changes happen and then the men will benefit as a result so women go buy your men better underwear right better clothes get rid of the colognes get them like a nice cut maybe lavender clove essential oil it'll still feel masculine and uh you can wear like, but that's that's the point. I want to know that th- this conversation with with the amount of people that we can talk to and they can talk to, that's how we change. Just lastly, as as fatal conveniences go, and nothing has become more convenient than technology. And I mean, even you know. The beautiful sides. I can do virtual interviews. I can do my business anywhere in the world. Like there's, there's so many like wonderful upsides. But I'm curious what your personal technology like rules are for yourself to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. So these the proximity of technology can create some problems for us. And Wi-Fi routers and Bluetooth and and cellular activity. So proximity and duration, just think of that. It's stressor. We're seeing it in the studies that it causes stress responses in the body. So distance is good. So cell phone up to the head, never, ever, ever, ever going to happen in my life, right? Never, right? A cell phone on Still on my body, in my pocket, never going to happen. Wow. Right? Airplane mode, then in my pocket. I also have a safe sleeve on it, so it blocks on one side, safesleeve.com. I also have depolarizing technology that was and still is being studied by labs in Europe, a company called WaveGuard. I have it in my house, so it depolarizes some of the polarizing radiation, and they show through a lot of studies that that helps biologically it doesn't create as much stress in the body so i have one of those devices i just leave in my house i have i travel with it and then absolutely without a doubt so i ordered a starlink so i'm going to take that starlink and put it 100 feet away from my house i ordered a a plug-in wi-fi router i will plug it in and then run a cord 100 feet into my house and plug everything in. No longer have Wi-Fi. That's my future. Wow. But I still have Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. I have very, very low EMFs in my house. But the last thing I do when I go to bed is I hit a remote and it shuts off my Wi-Fi router because it's plugged in. This great company called Tech Wellness, August Bryce. She's electrosensitive. She was from the first 
cell phone she ever picked up on her and put to her head, she instantly got a headache. And there's about 17% of the populace now that are electrosensitive like that. And it's growing and it's recognized by the CDC and the WHO. So it's very real, right? So she created this company called uh, Tech Wellness. Incredible, tested. I have a EMF meter. Literally turn it on. The invisible becomes visible. You can see what's going on in your life. You're going, okay, my, oh, wow, my head is very close to radiation. I shouldn't be sleeping there or my Wi-Fi router is screaming. So turn your Wi-Fi router at night. Turn your phones off at night. And in layman's terms, the effects, the harmful effects, the danger of that radiation and or anything for us dummies out there is what? Like, how does that translate into your body in a bad way? Yeah, several, several things that can happen. One that scared me that I didn't know until I was doing the book was it opens up again. We're talking about these barriers in the body. You have a gut barrier that when that opens, you have celiac and IBS and all of these things. So that's a bad thing. Glyphosate, pesticides can open that blood that barrier up. The thing that scared me about the phone was the blood-brain barrier that opens up. There's nothing the brain wants in the brain that's not supposed to be there. Once it does, it creates a cascade of inflammatory responses and other problems. Cell phone proximity and duration <sighs> opens up the blood-brain barrier to other proteins. And those proteins then pass that barrier and get into the brain and cause a cascade of effect. There's other things, and mice and animal studies show gyloma, so it's a cancer tumor of proximity and duration. They've t they took mice with equivalent to body weight to us and then just did duration of use and the gyloma response was crazy and other cancerous tumors. So what happens I believe is a, the electrical signals of the RNA get changed and thwarted because it's all electrical. And then the, the cells, what was very clear also was the, when, the, when the natural senescence happens, so senescence is when a cell naturally dies, then the body has a metabolic way of getting rid of that dead cell. And it can also upregulate, it can break it down, use the amino acids for something else, use the lipids maybe for something else. But that senescence cycle has to happen what was interesting is this, uh, that, that throws off the dead cell senescence regulation. And so then the dead cells aren't able to be released out of the body. And then that potential carcinogenic activity gets created because it creates a different environment. Also, straight up stress response. So free radical damage, free radical activity again, through duration and proximity. How close are you to the Wi-Fi? How close are you to the cell phone? Stay away from, keep yourself distanced from some of that stuff. So these are alarming things. The whole history of electrification, I literally... I'm literally getting a stomachache thinking yeah, yeah. about all this because it's, it's stressful to think about these yeah. stresses. Yeah. But, it, but we have to think about it. Yeah. it. I'm thinking of the person listening who's like, eh, you know, 
I'll I'll roll the dice. I'll take my chances. You know, who who knows? You got to live life. You know, there's that whole just that that mindset where it's just like, you know, this I I can't let this get me down or I'm this will paralyze me if I actually think about it and and face it. And, you know, like you're suggesting, what do you say to those people that are just like, yeah, carry on? Yeah. You know, that's fine. Like, (laughs) you know, I have a I have a whole host of people that I grew up with who's still in my hometown and mm-hmm. still doing the same thing and and are statistically one of those people that haven't maybe achieved everything that they want in life. That's an interesting point of view. None of that has created success in my life. Never have I said that. I'm not saying I'm an exception. I'm saying the people that I know are successful and want an extraordinary life, never would they say anything of the sort. So if you want to be regular and normal, that's an interesting bar to create for yourself. That's one way I would say it. The other one is like, none of my business. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, Do whatever you want. Other way I would say it is don't be overwhelmed. Overwhelm is a lie. It's not true. That's just this mind thing of creating this big story that I can't possibly make all these choices. I'm not saying to make all those choices. You can't make all the choices in life in this one moment. You can only make the next choice. AA is very clear about that too, right? So it's like, it's just this next moment. So what is your next moment? Is it for life or is it ultimately against your life? Because you know, if you have a bowl of fruit for breakfast or a sausage that was created by, I don't even know the companies anymore, that is a known class one carcinogen. What's the difference? You're still eating breakfast. What choice are you going to make? Which one is going to move you better for the next moment? Mm. What investment are you making? Again, I'm not saying you can easily say that question every day. You won't even notice that the cell phone is causing you stress. You won't even notice that the, that deodorant is. But you know what's going to notice it? All of that added up. Five years, 10 years, 20 years. So when I go see one of my friends, I'm not causing any judgment, but when they're pissed off, depressed, and a fraction of themselves, mm. that is choices added up over time. But if you ha- are healthy and you decide to live a simple life, that I'm not... I'm not against that, but be honest with yourself. Be honest with your life. If you are literally listening to this and say, I just want to live my life, and you're saying it honestly, then God bless you. If you are saying it and you're bullshitting yourself, it's only the person in the mirror, man. It's when no one's looking. You got to be honest with yourself. You don't have to take anything I'm saying. You don't have to do anything. I don't care, but I ultimately care a lot that you have the best chance to kick some ass in your life. Show your kids what life's about. Be the leader. Be extraordinary. Be the happiest person in the room. But you can't if, if certain things are not in your life. If you're not eating well and sleeping well and 
and drinking good water and exercising around good people, then the chances of that happening are extremely low. And the other way I'll answer it is, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, just pick up the book, open one page, learn something. It's good to learn every day. And then apply the solution because there's always a solution. And that's it. Don't even read the whole thing. You know, just pick it up, pick it up and learn something. And then go from there. You're amazing. I'm so grateful for your time and your your impact you're making. Thank you, Kat. Appreciate it. You guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me on Cat Sadler Now. Don't forget to rate and review the show and make sure you're subscribed or following so you never miss an episode. It sure is a beautiful day. I'll see you next time. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.